Hello and welcome to Listen Up. As always, I'm your host, Mr. I, and I am here with another listener request. I have, I think, two more requests after this one, but I would love more requests. I want to talk about the things that you want to listen about. Remember to send your requests using the request form on the website, or you can send an email if you are one of my students and know my email address. Or if you want, you can use Twitter. The podcast's Twitter feed is at ListenUpWithMrI. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-U-P-W-I-T-H-M-R-I. Listen Up With Mr. I. So today's request is for me to talk about my time as a university student. What was life like for me as a student in the U.S.? Now, I know I've talked about it in a few episodes, um, talked about university in the U.S. There's a whole episode comparing Japanese and U.S. universities. But I've never really talked a lot about my own personal experience as a university student. There are some bits and pieces here and there I talk about, but never in one place. So let's talk about that today. So let's start with getting into university. So in the U.S., at least 20-whatever years ago, when I was looking at universities, when I was a, a senior high school student, there were two major tests for university admission, for getting into university. There was the SAT and the ACT. I, of course, took both of them, and I did well on both of them. I also graduated the top of my class in senior high school. I was a good student. So I probably could have gotten into most schools if I'd wanted to. In the U.S., you have to create an admissions packet for each school you apply to. So you have your application, which includes your test scores and your school records, your junior, uh, senior high school records. And often you have to write an essay. And depending on the school, depending on other things, there might even be an interview as well. But I wanted to be a music major. So admissions were not just the application packets. I also had to go for auditions. And I had to try to show the teachers how well I could play the trumpet. And I guess I wasn't quite good enough. I didn't get into my first or second or even third choice of schools, but I did get into a music school, and so I moved to Kansas City to start as a trumpet student at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, UMKC. And for me, life at UMKC wasn't very happy. So there was only one residence hall. So in the U.S., uh, many schools are residential. That means the students live in residence halls, gakuseiryo, on campus. Now these are different than Japanese gakuseiryo because usually they are owned by the school. They are part of the school. And so that's a lot of schools, not all schools. UMKC was not primarily a residential school. It was primarily a It was mostly a commuter school. Most people lived in Kansas City and came to campus. 
Big schools usually have lots and lots of residence halls. UMKC did not. It only had one. So I went there and I had a roommate, which is very normal for university students in the U.S. Almost everyone, especially their first year in a residence hall, has a roommate. That's just normal in the U.S. I didn't know my roommate, which is normal. That's a lot of people don't know their roommates when they first go to school. If they're going to unless unless they're going to the same school as a lot of their friends, then maybe. But a lot of people don't know their roommates when they first get to school. I did not, and I got kind of unlucky. My roommate wasn't a bad person, but he wasn't 18 like me. He was not a traditional student. He didn't graduate from high school and then go straight to university. He was actually in his mid-20s, I think, and he wasn't very sociable. He wasn't friendly. He didn't want to do things. So I didn't have a roommate connection that first, you know, when I first moved to UMKC. So that was kind of weird and not a lot of fun. And there were lots of other things that just didn't work out for me at UMKC. So I decided to transfer schools after only one semester. After one semester, I went home. And I took one semester of classes at the local community college. Now, community college, its closest thing in, Jap- in Japan is Tanki Daigaku. It's not exactly the same, but that's it's close. It's, it's almost the same. And... I took a couple of classes at the local community college, at Wabansi Community College was its name. I took photography, um, I took a philosophy class, um, maybe one more, I don't remember for sure, I'd have to look at my school records, but um, yeah, so I did one semester at Wabansi Community College, and I worked part-time at the library where my mother worked. And so here's an important difference about schools in Japan and the U.S. In the U.S., you can transfer credits very easily. What this means is if you decide to change schools in the U.S., a lot of the classes you take at one school can be used to count towards your degree at the new school. You don't have to start from zero when you change schools. So I did that. I went to community college for one semester, and then the next year, the next school year, I started at Lawrence University. So this is my second year of university, my third school, and Lawrence is the school where I graduated from. I went to Lawrence also to study music, but I only did that for about one more year. So it was during my second year of university, my my first year at Lawrence University, that I decided to quit studying music, and I decided to study history instead. And so even though I went to three different schools, and I changed my major from music to history and liberal arts, I was able to graduate in four years, the normal amount of time for university. It didn't take me any extra time, even though I changed schools, I changed majors. So yeah, I I was able to graduate in four years. But I know I've talked about that kind of thing before, 
I want to talk today more about my experience of university life. What were things like for me? What did I do for fun? How did I spend my free time? As I've said before, um, many universities and colleges, uh, I mean, they're, they're both the same in Japanese. They're both Daigaku University College. Universities are usually larger and colleges are usually smaller. It's not always true, but that's usually how it works. Um, but yeah, like I said, many universities and colleges in the U.S. are residential. That means the students live in residence halls, right? Gakuseiryo, usually on campus and owned by the school. And Lawrence University, the school where I spent three years, was a residential school. In fact, unless you lived really close by, unless your your house, your fa- maybe your family house or where were you living before you started school, if that was close by, it was okay. But if you lived further away, you had to live on campus. That was the school rule. You couldn't get an apartment off campus and commute. They did not allow that. You must live on school, campus. So, of course, now Lawrence Lawrence was in a smallish city called Appleton, and Appleton has maybe 70, 75,000 people. So it's not tiny, but it's only, like I say, 70,000, so not a sub 75, not a somewhere in that area. And yeah, this is actually pretty common in the U.S. A lot of universities and colleges are in small towns or smaller cities. I mean, sure, there are plenty of cities in the uh, plenty of universities. Sorry, plenty of universities in the big cities, but it's really common for small cities and towns to also have universities and colleges. And so. If your school is in a place like that, in a small city, a small uh, a town, living on campus makes a lot of sense. There's not a lot of places to rent. And there were a lot of things to do on campus. I mean, most students were living there, so we needed things to do after classes were finished. We needed places to eat, places to work on campus. Most residence halls don't have kitchens to cook your own food. So we had to have cafeterias. And Lawrence certainly had a lot to do. There were club activities, sports. We had, of course, two cafeterias. We had a gym to do exercise, all kinds of things. And so what were some of the things I did at Lawrence? Let's see, let me think. Um, so Ultimate Frisbee. I played on the Ultimate Frisbee team. There's an episode. You can listen about that. What is Ultimate Frisbee? Check that episode out. Um, That was probably the main thing I did was Ultimate Frisbee. But I was also in the Electronic Music Club, the Classic Film Club. Uh, Let's see. I worked uh, on the student newspaper. I worked in the library. And I think that's all I did as far as clubs and jobs and things like that. Uh, But there were also just a lot of other activities throughout the year. There were live concerts at school. You know, we had popular music concerts like rock music, jazz concerts, classical concerts. We had lots of different concerts. Um, I said I was in the Electronic Music Club, 
and we hosted an electronic music festival while I was there. And there was a coffee house, a, a cafe in the basement of the student center. And that was a nice place to hang out and study on a weeknight. And on weekends, there were lots of shows, both professionals and students. And right across the hall from the coffee house was the bar, the Viking Room, it was called. And it was a really nice place to go and hang out with friends, have a quiet beer, um, especially on a week. Like if you don't have early class, have a, go out and have a beer on a weeknight with a friend. It was a great place for that. Um, so yeah, that was kind of stuff to do on campus. Um, let's see what else can I talk about. Ultimate Frisbee was a lot of fun. Like I said, we'd practice a few times a week and we'd go to tournaments usually once a month or so, sometimes very nearby, but usually once a year, we would take a long trip for a, to pl go play in a big tournament, uh, usually a full week. And it was our spring break. That was what we did for our spring break on the Frisbee team. So most of my best friends in university were also on the ultimate team. So we hung out a lot. We went, to, we went out together. We ate together. We practiced together. So we did a lot together. So ultimate was a lot of fun. Like I said, there's an episode about what is ultimate. You can check that out. Um, the classic film club was a very small group. There was there were about three of us. We would choose one movie a month and we showed it in our school's auditorium. Um, so we had like a little small movie theater on campus that we could use. Um, electronic Music Club was a bunch of people who enjoyed different types of electronic music, uh, both listening to it and making it. We'd meet once a week or so and we'd talk about ideas for events. We would share new music. Um, we would collaborate on projects with each other. It was a lot of fun. Because um, I, I used to actually make electronic music. So there's something you probably never would have guessed. I used to produce electronic music. In fact, the theme song for this, ep for this um, podcast, I made that. So yeah. So yeah, there were lots of fun activities. And there were a lot of other fun activities that happened on campus. Uh, on campus, like the big ska festival that happened once every year. Um, the trivia contest was a very big thing at my school. Every year, there was a long weekend. And there was a trivia camp, a trivia contest on camp, the campus radio station. And a lot of schools in the U.S., we, they have radio stations. That's very normal. Um, teams would set up lots and lots of computers, lots of phones, and everyone would listen to the contest for 50 hours, no stopping. Of course, you would have teams, so not one person, but you take turns. But yeah, 50 hours. The contest didn't stop. There were people calling into the radio station all night long, trying to get the most points. And there were two categories of teams. There was on-campus teams and off-campus teams, because it's radio. Is regular phone lines, anyone could compete. And they're still doing the doing the trivia contest now on internet radio. I think this year, uh, 2020, I think this was the 56th uh, version of the trivia contest they've done. So, yeah, there were lots of things to do. It was a lot of fun. And even when events weren't happening, campus life was a lot of fun. 
living in residence halls meant that your friends were always nearby. You could just walk around campus, stop by somebody's room, and see if they were in. Or you could just hang out, play video games, listen to music, you know, do whatever. And our campus was also very close to the downtown area of Appleton, the city we were in. And so that meant if you wanted to go out to eat or go out to a bar, it was really, really easy just to walk there. And because it was in Wisconsin, which is a state that is known for beer, it's very famous, there were lots of bars within walking distance of school. A lot of bars. And so we could all go out once we were 21, of course, because that's the drinking age in the U.S. If you want to drink alcohol, you got to be 21. And bars are much, much more strict in the U.S. than Japan. But yeah, once we were 21, we would all go out for drinks. Maybe the Wooden Nickel or Cleo's. Those were two of my favorite of the off-campus bars. So yeah, I mean, thinking back on it, my years in university were a lot of fun. And I understand why some people say that university was the best time of their life. If that's really true, I think it's a little bit sad, to be honest. I mean, if you live the normal, you know, average life, after university, you still have 50, 60, maybe even 70 years to live. So if the best time of your life is the first you know, in the first 22 years of your life, it's all downhill from there, right? That that gets kind of, that's kind of sad to think about. But I do understand why people remember university life fondly, why they liked university life. It was a lot of fun. Of course, I haven't talked about it, but there were lots of things that stressed me out as well. There were lots of times that weren't fun. And so I, I won't say they were the best times of my life, but they were a fun time in my life, my university years. And I think we'll end it there. Please remember that you can make requests or suggestions for episodes on the podcast website, or you can email me, uh, send me requests on Twitter, at ListenUpWithMrI. If you subscribe on your favorite podcast app, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, those are the two big ones, You'll get automatic updates. You'll get a new episode on your phone, on your computer, every time I release a new one. Um, You can also use like Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts, other ones. Um, So yeah, subscribe, send me requests, and that's all for today. See you next time.